As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. Hello and welcome back to the show that brings you the thought and theology of C.S. Lewis. I'm Ruth Jackson and before we hear from our guest today, just a quick reminder to check out our website where you can find lots of great articles and podcasts as well as more C.S. Lewis content. Visit premierunbelievable.com. We are very pleased to be hosting Tim Keller for our next Unbelievable live event on Tuesday the 13th of December. Dubbed New York's Pastor to Skeptics, Tim Keller is a renowned speaker, author and former pastor of Redeemed Presbyterian Church, New York. Having written and spoken frequently on the problem of pain, Tim has faced his own journey with suffering since being diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer in 2020. Tim will share some of the lessons that he's learned over the past two years, as well as giving his thoughts on the direction of US church and culture. Join Tim Keller, Justin Briley and me in a live show on Tuesday the 13th of December where you'll also be able to ask your questions. It's free to attend online from anywhere in the world. Register at unbelievable.live. But now for today's show. Well, I'm joined again by Joshua Karras, the author of the Incendus Letters, an appropriation of C.S. Lewis's classic book, The Screwtape Letters. We heard a little bit about this in a previous um, episode. But Joshua, why don't you tell us what are some of the modern challenges that you address in your book? Oh, um, thank you for having me once again. Great to be here. It's um, the modern challenges that I think um, I really wanted to explore are those that are as much as possible, commonly experienced by many. So that would be technology, uh, pride, resentments, anxiety. Um, you have uh, sustaining relationships, losing a loved one. There's money in, rela- money in relationship, poor health, betrayal. Just, I think, um, very uh, common and very difficult human experiences. I am. Um, I love that you sort of talk about technology as a form of gluttony. I sort of. I don't, I'm not sure I've ever really heard anyone do that before. Would you explain a little bit more about, you know, what was the inspiration behind that and and how you did that? I think, personally, these uh, many of these experiences were in some way or another directly or indirectly experienced by myself mm-hmm. um, at some point in time. So I am aware of in this in this particular example. Um, there was a time in my life where I considered myself um, very open to uh, showing off any and any and all gifts, uh, you know, uh, virtues that I had, and I, it was all very Christian because I was shining my light. It was a it was a very um, insidious type of uh, pride um, that I thought was simply 
doing what the Bible had told me to do. Um, and so I think that I, I derived from that, uh, from my you know, early teenage years um, to, and, and, and then it, linking it with gluttony from the perspective that these vices, these common vices do um, I, I, bounce off each other because with pride comes a hunger for more. And that, that is the definition of gluttony. So I think that was the, the root motivation behind that particular chapter. And so how did you come up with those things? Because obviously when you were thinking of, of writing this, you, you wanted to do a kind of modern twist on, on yeah. Lewis's classic. And, and obviously you mentioned in the previous episode, a lot of the things that Lewis was talking about were quite particular to his time. So, you know, it being set, set in wartime and things like that. How did you think, right, these are the big modern things that are affecting us today? Or, or was it, as you say, you, these are the things that me and my friends are struggling with and therefore you know that's kind of what what we'll talk about great question i want to firstly say and this is so important i was definitely i i was supported by my god all the way through this i'm not much i don't consider myself much of a writer um i i it's funny saying that. i'm trying to if i was trying to sell books i'm doing a terrible job <laughs> but um i think that um there was definitely supreme divine intervention to get this over the line. Um, that, that absolutely goes without saying. When I was thinking of, of, of these topics, it was, it was difficult to, the first thing I'll say is it was very difficult to tangibly separate them out because many of these, many of these uh, experiences that are explored are quite, you know, you can, they're, they're, they're mixed, uh, Chapter 16 is poor health. Chapter 17 is fear of the unknown. Poor health you, includes within it a fear of what is going on with your body that you don't know about. So, so uh, in, in diet, diet, I suppose trying to separate them out, it was basing it off um, roughly the what an individual may or may not go through chronologically. Throughout the life, similar because it, it makes sense to do it that way because, it, as per screw tape letters, we are watching it, the, the letters are in an order are in are in order of time. So it's unlikely that um, this individual would be concerned about their poor health as a child, because they don't quite have that that mature understanding and capacity to 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 have anxiety and resentment about their condition. As a, however, they will have annoyances about and and potential to be obsessed with video games right. that, that is why it, that, that's why it comes earlier on so what helped me to answer your question directly i thought about what at each in each there are 30 if we were to that dissect a life into 30 pieces into 30 stages what is the primary issue of that particular group or that that, that stage of life and then let's explore that further and I suppose in a similar way to Lewis's writing within his context, but it being applicable to lots of other people, that was kind of your experiences that you were using, obviously, as we all do, using some of your own experiences and, and people around you. But but the idea being that actually this this is much widely, widely, that's definitely not a word, much more widely <laughs> applicable to, to other yes. audiences. There, there are a couple of chapters that I am not sure are particularly very common. But because they played such a huge role in my personal life, the motivation and the capacity for me to write it, it was like writing it. That, that was the easiest part of the book. 
um, I, these, if I, um, if you remember me saying that sometimes I would write a whole chapter in a, in a night, um, those chapters that came easily were the ones that were always very close to my heart and were, and, and I was in, I was currently running, experiencing it, experiencing it in my life. So just that's, a, I think an important point that you've raised, definitely correct. I had to include a bit of myself uh, into this. Yeah. In Screwtape Proposes a Toast, there's a bit where Lewis says in the preface that he didn't actually really enjoy writing the Screwtape letters. Let me just read you a little bit because I'd love to know what you think Please. about it. Please, yes, yes, go ahead. So he says, though it was easy to twist one's mind into the diabolical attitude, it was not fun or not for long. The strain produced a sort of spiritual cramp. The world into which I had to project myself while I spoke through screw tape was all dust, grit, thirst and itch. Every trace of beauty, freshness and geniality had to be excluded. It's almost smothered me before I was done. I mean, that's... That's oh, pretty full on. I mean, what what do you think of that? Writer. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> but it, you know, what do you think of that? And is it was that kind of your experience of actually it being really difficult to delve into the mind of a diabolical demon? No, he uh, he did the hard work, Lewis. He um, he trailblazed. It was fun. I had fun because uh, I my experience. He he was uh, inventing something. He was exploring into the unknown, this, this, and uh, doing something that had not been done before. I have seen and benefited as a reader from this work. And because I know its impact, because I know it is, uh, because I, I am en- enchanted by the language and the, and the impact of the book upon my life, I think that was armor against that. I, I was always confused. I, I, when I when I when I read that just before, as I mentioned, I read all, a lot of his works just before writing the book. When I read that, I, I was a little bit surprised, and I thought, I, I'm I'm really excited. I hope this doesn't happen to me, um, and it, it didn't. Yeah, I, um, I I really enjoyed the bleakness because I knew I was going. I knew I was coming back to a sense of. Uh, you know, of coming back to my religion, <laughs> to coming back to my faith. Yeah. Um, that was that was just the, and and I think C.S. Lewis allowed me to have that safety net because he had already done it before me. So how did you delve into the mind of a devil? You mentioned there that obviously some of the hard work was done by Lewis himself, but you still had to get into the mindset of a <laughs> yeah, devil. Yeah, I yeah, suppose. sure, sure. How how did you do that? <laughs> Is it like a method actor like delving oh. <laughs> deep into the grips of hell yeah, actually, actually <laughs> you've just got me th- i haven't even consciously realized this but sometimes when the thoughts were coming too quickly and i couldn't type fast enough i would do text a speech to text dictation <laughs> and my wife noticed this about me that when i was in the um the the stages of the letters that w- was where he's giving advice on how mm-hmm. to stop uh, on how to uh help accomplish an evil in this soul's life. She did notice that my voice would go quite conspiratorial, if that's a word. <laughs> so the first thing you might say, I would, I would actually um, just sound, you know, I'd sound a little bit. Um, uh, devilish. Yes, just in, 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 devilish, insidious. Um, so I think that there was, there would have had to be some method acting. Um, and I, I was always remembering it's a great question. I was always remembering 
that the, the techniques that, are, that he is encouraging, that um, Maniacus is recommending to be employed, are attacks on an on individual, that, that they are demons, we know this. And so to be on the other side, launching the attacks instead of receiving them, almost acted as a respite for me because I did not have to, how do I explain this? When we think about temptation, we are used to being on the receiving end. Mm. So to be on the, other, on the other side, that's why I mentioned it was fun. I'm going back, I'm, I'm not quite answering this question. I'm going back to the previous one because I've explored, I'm thinking about it on a more deep, on a deeper level. It was fun and, and relieving to be for a moment on the other side of launching attacks as opposed to receiving them. Yeah. To be on the offensive with the, with the, with the, constant reminder that what I'm actually doing is is trying to you know en- engage with people on this deeper spiritual level so it felt really good going back to your to your, the, the most recent question <laughs> I certainly um had to research understand what um what it is to to engage in tempt in temptation and then uh to creatively conceive interesting and thoughtful ways of expressing how a temptation should occur was my next some step in the process of, of writing. So be, be, be excited to be someone launching attacks on this hypothetical person. Then look at how it, research to do, go to do your homework. Um, look at how devils exist. I mean, I think in, what was it? Um, letter three history of demon kind. I had to do a lot of research um, to ensure that I was exploring what it, you know, what what we understand demons to be, um, and then yeah, that, that had to had to put this this feeling of of launching attacks through a filter of attempted well written verse that is create that is creative and entertaining for the reader. Do you think there's a, a slight sense in which, as you were writing this from the perspective of the tempter, you were sort of slightly safeguarding yourself against some of these temptations? I learned so much about myself through going this. I know that sounds a little bit cliched, but um, truly, when I would explore the the way to combat, uh, many many of the letters have um, have a, a bit of a structure situational context what's what's this human soul up to um what you should do what the enemy i.e god and and etc what can be done so that third part in particular was very nourishing to my Mm -hmm. spiritual life personally because i was able to re-explore remind myself and restore that that calm that no matter what, what um, the enemy has got, no matter what you know, the demons have got in mind, there is always an answer um, for support uh, from from yeah, our God. The enemy, as it as it is in your book. The enemy, as, I, as I'm so used to writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um- in, in the first chapter of your book, Maniacus, the Older Devil, says, uh, consider yourself a wave enduring as faithful as it butters the coastal stone. Uh, I was really struck when I read that. What, what do you mean by that? Are you kind of talking about the sort of subtle dangers of sabotage? Subtle, enduring, consistent, uh, ongoing, I think. 
just the nature that we of of when we when we are facing something that is a vice of ours it, it's not always going to be a very pin uh, shot to 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 our souls sometimes we are worn down over time and then you can explore the concept of lukewarmness um a very popular christian virtue or not virtue vice that um explains how in all of our fervor and desire to to be a, to be a wonderful christian life is weary and wearisome and we can grow tired and cool down and become lukewarm and that is the same it's just they're two different um, metaphors but we are, we can be beaten down as wave after wave it, it, you'll never notice the changes that are happening but but bit by bit it's it's very possible to be worn down and i think it's a very common way that people experience downfall and, and unfortunate times in their life. So that's why I kind of prefaced it right at the beginning because I wanted it to, it was a very important point for me to kind of get out there. Um, that, yeah, the, um, it is one of my, it's actually one of my favorite lines. Um, so it's, thank you for bringing that up. Um, it is uh, a really important notion that, and, and very common. And I suppose, you know, we might have our eyes open to some of those more obvious and in inverted commas um, dangers, mightn't we? You know, the gluttony, technology, whatever it is, but actually that kind of subtle battering of the soul is just something that is, as you say, thread throughout everything. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Joshua, the, there's a letter right at the end of your book. So you sort of you've got the the, the, the story, as it were, and I, I won't give away the end of the story, but it's it, you know, it sort of tells the whole story of, of the patient's life. Um, and then you have this letter at the end. What's what's that about? Like, well, I mean, obviously, the whole thing is letters, but there's a there's a letter about marriage yes. right at the end. What's that? So it's it's um, the in the contents so I don't know I'm not giving it away it's as you may have read it says letter from the human to his fiance on their wedding day so I it was I'll, I'll, I don't want to bury the hatchet I will say that this is a letter that, that my wife received on our wedding day that I'll just I'll just say that um it, I wanted to provide a some semblance of personalized humanity about this human that we have been reading about the whole book, but we don't know any, we know so little about. So I did base it off of, I do not, I'm not saying in, by any means that I am this person that would, that, that was, uh, who lives on to a very old age. That's, I can, we can give that much away. Whatever happens to him, happens to him. Um, or, um, or it state, state that I've gone through all of these things, but I did want to put a, this letter in as, as a means of reminding people that this person had a life, that that a, 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 a had a voice. I wanted to give a voice to the character that we that is is the third character of this book that doesn't really receive any opportunity to to uh, to speak or have his have, have his side shared or explored. Yeah, that is a really good point, isn't it? Because in, in many ways, they're sort of the protagonists of the story because it's all about yeah, them. But exactly. as you say, they never get to actually say anything or, or give their opinion of the story or or sort of come back in any way, do they? It goes from third person all the way through to being, to just give him his moment in first person. 
before the end yeah as we come to the end of this episode would you just say I, I don't know whether you have thought about whether CSOs would have any advice to give the patient in either the, his original screw tape letters or or in your sort of modern take on it I mean do you think there would be any advice that he would give to um, the patient and do you think it would be the sort of the same advice in, in light of some of those modern challenges or do you think his advice in your context would be quite different actually my publisher from Sanctioning Repress um, asked a very similar question to me in challenging me to, as we were, as we were discussing the writing. And it was, uh, so I have some semblance of an answer. The baseline answer is that, the boring answer is that, I think the advice that C.S. Lewis would give to the patient would be the advice that the demon says, make sure you avoid Right, so the Make opposite sure kind of thing. Yes, the opposite, exactly. So um, that's the third, that, that, I think it, it's, we know that this is, that was C.S. Lewis's uh, means of providing information about how to live a good spiritual life. We know this. So clever. I will, I, I'm forever obsessed. <laughs> um, I think that his advice, oh, it's such a hard question to think about what, what he would say about um, what the advice that he would provide to an individual living the life that he has written about to always reach out. He seemed to, in, in the Screwtech letters, a big, a big remedy to many of the um, issues faced by the, 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 faced by the characters created by his life and the demons would be to reach out and speak. Um, I, I, I try to explore that on a modernized level through understanding depression. Um, in I think it was which chapter I can't remember which one it was. Um, the just the, the notion of uh, how good how the demons of our mind or actual demons are good at, at, at creating walls around our mind within our minds mm. and locking ourselves down. Um, to the point where we actually cannot think about the, the concept of reaching out and seeking help for whatever it is we're going through is not just impossible, but not even thought of in the first place. So I'd like to think that C.S. Lewis was, was at, in the way that he was so open about, about his own, in sharing his experiences and his life, I would like to think that he would encourage others to do the same. And so that's a, uh, and I think a very important part because if you're if you're talking and communicating openly and honestly with people, it's very hard. Thank, thankfully, the goodwill of nature, the, the goodwilled nature of of people, um, you know, with Christ working through them, it's very it's a very hard um, battleground for a demon to play in. Joshua, thank you so much. I feel like there's there's so much more that we could be saying. Maybe we'll have to, you know, do another one of these podcasts. Um, but in the meantime, if people want to get a hold of your book, where where are some of the places that they can go to get hold of that? Yes, I believe it's on Amazon. Um, the Sanctioned Order Press have their own website as well. Um, but yeah, it's available. It's just the just type in the incentives letters into Google, and I believe um, you're able to purchase it through any medium of your preference. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Josh. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to the C.S. Lewis podcast with me, Ruth Jackson. As always, you can find out more about our guests through the links below. And don't forget to check out our website where you can find lots of great articles and podcasts as well as more C.S. Lewis content. Visit premierunbelievable.com. And don't forget about our next unbelievable live event with Tim Keller on the 13th of December. Dubbed New York's Pastor to Skeptics, Tim Keller is a renowned speaker, author and former pastor of Redeemed Presbyterian Church, New York. Having written and spoken frequently on the problem of pain, Tim has faced his own journey with suffering since being diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer in 2020. Tim will share some of the lessons that he's learned over the past two years, as well as giving his thoughts on the direction of US church and culture. Join Tim Keller, Justin Briley and me in a live show on Tuesday the 13th of December, where you'll also be able to ask your questions. It's free to attend online from anywhere in the world. Register at unbelievable.live. Thank you for listening and see you next time.